Estoy emocionado porque hoy estamos haciendo algo que llamamos Domingo de Visión. I'm excited because today we're doing something called Vision Sunday. And today also we're starting at the same time a new series. Hoy también empezamos una nueva serie eh, que hemos titulado This is Home. This is Home. Y es una serie que es una serie de 10 semanas. It's going to be a 10-week series that's going to lead us into our two-year anniversary as a church. So that's amazing. Esta serie nos va a llevar a nuestro segundo aniversario como iglesia. Y cada año lo que queremos hacer, every year what we want to do is we want to take the time to talk about culture and vision. Cada año queremos tomar el tiempo para hablar acerca de la cultura y la visión. Dios le, Dios le dijo a Habakkuk, God told uh, Habakkuk, hey, write the vision down so that people can see it clearly. Dios le dijo a Habakkuk, escribe la visión para que la gente lo vea claramente. And the question is why, la pregunta es por qué. Well, the book of Proverbs says that without vision, people perish. ¿Verdad? El libro de Proverbios dice que sin visión, la gente perece. Another version says without divine direction, people perish. Sin visión eh, divina, la gente perece. And so what we want to do as a church every year, we want to talk about the vision for this house. Queremos hablar acerca de la visión de esta casa y hacia dónde creemos que Dios nos está llamando este año. We're going to talk about where we believe God is calling us as a church this year. And so what excites me about this, these next 10 weeks Lo que me emociona de estas siguientes 10 semanas is that I really believe they can change your life. Yo realmente creo que estas 10 semanas pueden cambiar tu vida. Tienen el potencial para transformar tu vida de adentro hacia afuera. I believe it can transform your life from the inside out. Do you guys believe that? Amen. All right. So um, if you have your Bibles with you, si tienes tu Biblia, if you don't sound good, we got a big Bible for you up here. Um, I want to read two passages. Quiero leerte dos pasajes. Los dos están en el libro de Mateo. They're both in the book of Matthew. So if you have your Bibles or your iPhones, Matthew chapter 4. I'll read it in Spanish. Lo voy a leer en español. And the English is going to be on the screen. Mateo capítulo 4, Matthew chapter 4, verse 18 to 20. Cierto día, mientras Jesús caminaba por la orilla del mar de Galilea, Vio a dos hermanos, a Simón, también llamado Pedro, y a Andrés, que echaban la red al agua, porque vivían de la pesca. Jesús los llamó, vengan y síganme. He says, come and follow me. Dice, vengan y síganme, y yo les, yo les enseñaré cómo pescar personas. Y enseguida dejaron las redes y los siguieron. It says, and, and they left their nets at once. And they followed him. They followed Jesus. Now, uh, go to chapter 28. Vamos al Mateo 28, que es el final del Evangelio de Mateo. Estas son las últimas palabras de Jesús antes de regresar al cielo. These are the last words of Jesus before he ascends into heaven. And this is what he tells us. Lo que nos dice a nosotros. Dice, por lo tanto, vayan y hagan discípulos de todas las naciones, bautizándolos en el nombre del Padre, Del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo Enséñenle los nuevos Enséñenle a los nuevos Discípulos A obedecer todos los mandatos It says teach the new disciples To obey the new commands Que yo les he dado Y tengan por cierto esto Que yo estoy con ustedes Hasta el fin 
de los tiempos. This is what we know as the Great Commission. Esto es el pasaje que leemos, es lo que nosotros sabemos como la gran comisión, la comisión que Dios nos da a nosotros como discípulos de Jesús. This is the, the great commission that, that Jesus gives us as followers of Jesus, but not only us as individuals, but I think this is the calling of the church. Yo creo que no solo es un llamado individual, pero yo creo que es el llamado de la iglesia. This is your mission. This is my mission. And maybe perhaps you're here and you're struggling to figure out, man, what's God's plan for my life? Tal vez estás aquí y dices, man, ¿cuál es el plan de Dios para mi vida? We just read it. Lo acabamos de leer. It's go and make disciples. Ve y haz discípulos. Before we can go, antes de ir, we got to be a disciple. Tenemos que ser un discípulo primero. And so, um, I want to take the next 25 minutes. Quiero tomar los próximos 25 minutos. Y eh, vamos a empezar esta serie. We're going to start this series. Um, we're going to set groundwork. Hoy vamos a poner fundación a lo que vamos a hablar las siguientes nueve semanas. And so, um, the title of today's message, el título del mensaje es El Camino de un Aprendiz. So, the way of an apprentice. Okay, the way of an apprentice. And so, my prayer for your life, mi oración para tu vida, es que no solo creas en Jesús, my prayer for your life isn't that you just believe in Jesus. Jesus said, man, the, the, the demons believe in me and they tremble, right? So, it's not just about believing in Jesus, It's about saying yes to the calling of following Jesus. So no solo se trata de decir, yo creo en Jesús, porque Jesús dice, aún los demonios creen y tiemblan. So no se trata de solo creer en Jesús, sino se trata de decir sí al llamado que Dios ha dado en, que es seguirle. And so, let's pray and then we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. God, we thank you so much for your word. Dios, damos gracias por tu palabra. God, would you speak to us? God, we open up our hearts. Dios, abrimos nuestro corazón. God, we open up our minds to receive what you want to deposit into our lives today. Dios, damos gracias. And we just pray that Messi never wins another game in his life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, that's good. That's good news right there. All right, so um, when you read the Gospels, cuando tú lees los Evangelios, um, hay diferentes historias cuando Jesús llamó a sus discípulos. Uh, when you read the Gospels, there's different stories where Jesus called disciples, right? And if you notice what we just read, de lo que leímos, the invitation wasn't, hey man, um, I want you to join this new religion. It's called Christian, right? Cuando Jesús llamó, a, 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 hizo la invitación, su invitación no era, hey, te invito a que, que, que te unas a esta religión que se llama cristiandad, right? What Jesus, what we just read, uh, that Jesus' invitation was very clear. Que la invitación de Jesús era muy clara. Y decía, ven y sé mi discípulo. He says, come and be my disciple. He says, come and follow me. Ven y sígueme. Now, um, a lot of what we're going to be looking at these next 10 weeks, mucho de lo que vamos a leer estas, estudiar estas 10 semanas, viene de mucho del contenido de John Mark Homer, de un autor, un pastor, que habla acerca de las prácticas de Jesús that he talks about the practices of Jesus that you and I can implement into our life que prácticas que tú y yo podemos implementar a nuestra vida that will create space for us to have a relationship with God but also when we create this space we allow the Holy Spirit to transform our lives 
Okay, so esas prácticas crean un espacio en nuestras vidas para tener una relación con Dios el Padre, pero al igual cuando creamos este espacio, dejamos que el Espíritu Santo transforme nuestras vidas. La salvación es un instante, pero la transformación dura toda la vida. Right? Salvation is an instant, but transformation happens over a period of life. It's a lifestyle, es un estilo de vida. And so, um, when you look at the word disciple, cuando ves la, la palabra discípulo, um, la palabra discípulo significa seguidor o estudiante. This word means a follower or a student. Now, I don't want you to, I know in a social media world, we think of followers, right? Um, like, oh, are you following me? Am I following you? Michael's TikTok went viral yesterday or two days ago, right? We, we think about following, right? It was like 555,000, right? Half a mil? So, huh? One million. Dang. Head over to his TikTok after service. Anyways, he's, he does like little dance. No, I'm just kidding. It's not little dances. <laughs> um, with the little ring light and everything. Um, So when we think about followers and following hoy en día, cuando pensamos en eso, pensamos en como redes sociales, oh, you know, we can easily just unfollow or follow people, right? Or when we think of a student, cuando pensamos, pensamos en un estudiante, we think of like, man, someone who goes to a university, alguien que va a la escuela, a la universidad. But when we think of this, when we look at this word disciple, discípulo, si eres algo como yo, if you're something like me, you grew up in church, creciste en la iglesia, And when we think of disciple, cuando pensamos de discípulo, pensamos en como alguien que es como un super cristiano. Right? We think of like this super Christian guy, right? We think of someone that went through like a nine-month program. Pensamos en alguien que pasó por un programa de nueve meses, and then he became a disciple of Jesus, right? Y luego se convirtió en un discípulo de Jesús. Pero cuando ves el llamado de Jesús, when you look at Jesus' calling and his invitation, cuando tú ves la invitación de Jesús, Jesús no invitó a personas que se convirtieran a ser cristianos. Él invitó a personas que se convirtieran en seguidores de Él. Jesus didn't invite people to become Christians. He invited people to become followers of Him. Right? Because I think there's a statistic that 70 people, 70 people, 70% of the people that live in the U.S. consider themselves Christian. 70% de las personas que viven en los Estados Unidos se consideran ser cristianos. Now, what that really means is that people probably just say, like, man, I'm not a Muslim, I'm a Christian, right? It's like what a lot of it means, like, I'm not a Muslim, I'm not a Muslim, no soy musulmán, soy cristiano, all right? Or, or maybe it's like, man, like, I, I, I think those are good morals, yo creo que son morales buenos, being a good person, man, yeah, that's what it means to be a Christian. So, yeah, 70% of the people say, like, I'm a Christian. Now, the question, la pregunta, and I know this is challenging, yo sé que esto reta, When you look at the life of Jesus, cuando ves la vida de Jesús, Jesús no estaba atraído a las multitudes. Jesus wasn't attracted to the multitude. Why? Because Jesus, he, he, uh, when you look at the, the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is, he called the disciples to himself. Dice que él llamó a los discípulos a sí mismo. And then he gave what we now know as the Sermon on the Mount. And so, um, when we look at uh, the word disciple, cuando regresamos a la palabra Discípulo, a lot of uh, theologians think that the good English word that could better describe the word disciple is what we know as apprentice. Eh, la palabra que puedes describir más mejor lo que significa ser un discípulo es un aprendiz. Now, um, to understand kind of 
the weight of this invitation that Jesus has for you and for me. Para entender el peso de la invitación que Dios tiene para ti y para mí, um, we got to go back in history. Tenemos que regresar en historia y ver lo que significaba en el tiempo de Jesús and see what it meant in Jesus' time. Now, um, in antiquity, there was uh, three levels of, of education for Jewish people. En antigüedad había tres niveles de educación para personas judías. Um, the first one was, I'm going to just say it in English because I'm not even going to try to say it in like, in like Hebrew or language, right? So um, the first one is what we know as the house of the book, que es la casa del libro. This was where um, kids from the ages of 5 to 12 would go, and they would learn to read, write, and do math based on the Bible, right? Es donde niños de 5 a 12 iban para aprender a leer, Escribir y la aprendían la matemática eh, por medio de la Biblia. And it said that these kids from the age of 12, by the time they graduated, they memorized the first five books of the Bible. Tenían los primeros cinco libros de la Biblia memorizada. I don't know if you've ever tried to do the Bible in a year. We all skip Leviticus, come on. We all skip the book of Numbers. Like, ah, a bunch of numbers and names, right? These, 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 these guys, they had it to the T, the first five books of the Bible, right? And so what would happen, lo que pasaba, es que después de terminar este primer como grado, si se puede decir, this first class, if you will, um, a lot of the kids at the age of 12, at that point, a ese punto, los niños iban y trabajaban con sus papás. And they would eventually step into the role of what their parents used to do, right? Now, the best of the best, los que sacaban como A+, plus, que es como, is there above a 4.0? Yeah. What is the highest? Five? Your boy didn't even reach four. <laughs> I'm asking if there's anything higher, huh? So it's como que the best of the best, the ones that get the five, 5.0. Dang. Times have changed. Anyways, the, like the best of the best, los mejores de los estudiantes iban al siguiente nivel de educación. They would go to the second level of education. This was known as um, the house of learning. Eso se llamaba la casa de la, del aprendizaje. Now, what would happen um, is that right next to the synagogue, al lado de la, like, for example, like the church right here, right? Right next to it, they would build another building. Hacían como un edificio al lado de este. And that was dedicated for men or boys from the age of 12 to 14. De niños a la edad de 12 a 14. And what they would teach them there, there was this full-time uh, teacher, employee. Había un maestro que les enseñaba la Biblia. He would teach them the Bible. And it said that by the time they were 14, a la edad de 14, estos niños, these kids at the age of 14, um, they had what we now know as the Old Testament memorized. Tenían todo el Antiguo Testamento memorizado. That's, that's freaking crazy. That's what we're going to start doing at Eating Kids. Imagine. Um, memorize it all. <laughs> hey, it's not a bad idea. And so... First, first grade was like, all right, you know, math, reading, writing, leer, la matemática, escribir, los primeros cinco libros de la Biblia. Second level was the best of the best, right? You memorize all of the Old Testament because they didn't have a New Testament, right? So in their case, they knew the whole Bible. And so ellos todo el Antiguo Testamento. And so a lot of people at that point would stop. Muchas personas a ese punto paraban de estudiar, right? Because that was already a lot, right? And so the best of the best of the best of the best, the 6.0s, Huh? The 6.0s, they would go to the third level of education. This is the last level of education. 
Um, and this was that you would become a disciple of a rabbi. Y este era que tú eras un discípulo de un rabí, un rabino, right? And basically what this was to get into this third level um, is that you would have an interview. Tú tenías una entrevista con un rabí. And it wasn't like, tell us what your greatest weakness is. It wasn't like that. It was like, all right, what is Isaiah 34 verse 5, right? It was, it was like, how much of the Bible do you know? Era cuánto de la Biblia tú sabes. And it wasn't just about knowing what the Bible said. The, the, the uh, rabbis, los rabis, ellos te hacían preguntas para ver si tú tenías la dedicación. They would ask you questions if you had the dedication, if you had the character, si tenías el carácter, para eventualmente un día tú ser un rabí, to eventually you become a rabbi. Now, what's crazy is that... Um, When a rabbi, let's say Clemente wanted to be a rabbi. Actually, que Clemente quería ser un rabí, huh? And so he comes to your boy and he's like, oh, I'm like, all right. You know, I start grilling. I'm like, ah, what is this? What is that? ¿Qué es esto? ¿Qué es aquello, verdad? And then let's say Clemente passes the test. I can say que Clemente pasa el examen. And I want him to become my disciple. Y yo quisiera que Clemente fuera mi discípulo. As a rabbi, como rabí, what I would say would be like, Clemente, Come and follow me. Clemente, ven y sígueme. Or in other words, the rabbi would say, come and be my disciple. Now, why is this crazy? ¿Por qué está esto loco? Because Jesus, 60 times in the New Testament, in the Gospels, he's referred to as a rabbi, as a teacher. Jesús 60 veces es mencionado como un maestro, como un rabí. And so when Jesus invites you and me to come follow him, That's the beauty of the gospel, that there is no limitation to who can come and be a follower and disciple of Jesus. Ese es el escándalo de la gracia y el amor y el evangelio, que no hay un límite para quien puede venir y ser un discípulo de Jesús. Así es cuando Jesús extiende la invitación, sígueme, when Jesus extends the invitation, follow me, What Jesus was saying is, hey, I want you to be my disciple. I want you to learn from my life. Yo quiero que aprendas de mi vida. And so John Mark Homer, he explains that there are three things. Um, que, eh, John Mark es, describe que hay tres cosas que un discípulo hacía en aquellos entonces. He would say that there's three things disciples would do back in that day. The first thing they would do is be with the rabbi. Es estar con el rabbi. It's wherever he would go. I would go, right? There are studies that say that. Sometimes the rabbi would go to the restroom. Y ahí va el discípulo, también al baño. Weird, but they were with the rabbi. That was their first goal, to be with the rabbi, estar con el rabbi. The second thing that they would dedicate their life to is to become like the rabbi. Convertirse en una persona como su rabbi. And so this was imitating their way of life, imitando su manera de vivir, the way they would talk, la manera que ellos hablaban. They would become like the rabbi and finally the last thing they would do is um, they would do what the rabbi did at the very end of the rabbi's life what he would do he would look to Clemente and he would say Clemente now go and make disciples go do what I did and what's crazy is the verse we just read el verso que acabamos de leer en la gran comisión Jesús que dice al final antes de irse que nos dice, vaya, ahora ustedes vayan y hagan discípulos. And so what does that mean for us today very quickly? Uh, the first thing, um, estar con Jesús, to be with Jesus. 
That's our first goal of our life as disciples of him, to be with Jesus. Now, obviously, Jesus isn't here physically. Jesus obviamente no está aquí físicamente. But um, the way that you and I can be with Jesus today in 2023, la manera en como tú y yo podemos estar con Jesús hoy en día, es estar conectado al Espíritu Santo. It's being connected to the Holy Spirit. Look at what John, look, mira lo que dice Juan capítulo 14, verso 15. Look at John 14, verse 15. Uh, Jesus says this before he goes to the cross. Jesús dice esto antes de ir a la cruz. Si me aman, obedezcan mis mandatos. Y yo le pediré al Padre y les dará un abogado, defensor, quien estará con ustedes para siempre. Me refiero al Espíritu Santo, quien guiará, los guiará a toda verdad. El mundo no puede recibirlo porque no lo busca ni lo reconoce, pero ustedes sí lo conocen porque ahora Él vive con ustedes y después estará en ustedes. No los abandonaré como, un, como huérfanos. Vendré a ustedes, dentro de poco el mundo no me verá más Pero ustedes sí me verán, dado que yo vivo, ustedes también vivirán La manera en como tú y yo podemos estar conectados a Jesús The way that you and I can be connected to Jesus Is to be connected to the Holy Spirit Es estar conectado al Espíritu Santo It's this idea of being aware of the presence of God in our life at all times es, es estar consciente de la presencia de Dios en nuestra vida a todo momento the second way is uh, to become like Jesus es ser como Jesús and um, again um, the Holy Spirit in our life el Espíritu Santo en nuestra vida nos convierte en personas que nos vemos más como Jesús look at 2 Corinthians 3.18 Segunda Corintios 3.18 dice Así que todos nosotros a quienes nos ha eh, sido quitado el velo Podemos ver y reflejar la gloria del Señor El Señor quien es el Espíritu Nos hace más y más parecidos a Él A medida que somos transformados a su gloriosa imagen Y la tercera cosa práctica para ti para mí Es que hagamos lo que Jesús hizo es to do what Jesus did Um, and we're going to read uh, the Great Commission one more time. Mateo 28, Matthew 28, verse 19 to 20. Dice, por lo tanto, vayan y hagan discípulos de todas las naciones, bautizando en el nombre del Padre, del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo. Enséñenle a todos, enséñenle a los nuevos discípulos a obedecer todos los mandatos que les he dado. Y tengan, por cierto, esto que estoy con ustedes siempre hasta el fin de los tiempos. Esta es la invitación que Jesús te hace a ti y a mí. This is the invitation that Jesus does for you and for me. It's to be with him, es estar con él. It's to become like him, es convertirnos como él. Um, and the last thing is to do what Jesus did, hacer lo que Jesús hizo. Now I love that Jesus doesn't just give us like an instruction. Amo que Jesús no nada más nos dice, hey, I want you to do this or that. But Jesus, he exemplifies for us what that looks like. Jesús nos exemplifica cómo se ve eso en nuestras vidas. And so, over the next couple of weeks, en estas semanas que vienen, we're going to be looking at these nine practices, estas nuevas prácticas que Jesús hizo, que Él implementó a su vida, that Jesus implemented in His life, that when we implement them in our life, we can create space for God and the Holy Spirit to transform our lives. Uh, I want to read you a quote. Uh, John Mark escribe esto acerca de estas prácticas. He says this, 
the practices are habits based on the lifestyle of Jesus that create time and space for us to access the presence and power of the Father, and in doing so, being transformed by the Spirit. Estas prácticas son hábitos basados en la vida de Jesús que crean espacios para accesar la presencia y el poder del Padre. Y en hacer esto, somos transformados por su Espíritu. And so, our goal here at Eden, nuestra meta acá en Eden, es, eh, es que este año nosotros crezcamos nuestro eh, compromiso a Jesús como discípulos. Our goal this year is to grow in our commitment as disciples of Jesus. Um, and it's important to say this, es importante decir esto, that these nine practices we're going to be looking at aren't things, are not things that save you. Estas nuevas prácticas que vamos a ver no son cosas que te salvan, but these nine things are things that allow us to create space in our life esas cosas crean espacios en nuestra vida para que nosotros podamos ver al Espíritu Santo transformar nuestras vidas. It creates space so that the Holy Spirit can transform our lives. Now, I want to spend the next couple of minutes and kind of talk to you a little bit about um, the church and the vision of the church. Quiero tomar los, los próximos minutos, the next 10 minutes, and quickly talk to you about the vision of the church and where we're going uh, this year. Now, um, for the past couple of months, Um, estos últimos meses, uh, we've been uh, reflecting on how Eden started. Hemos reflexionado en cómo Eden empezó. Um, I know some of you were there since day one. You're the day oneers. I know that's a thing, but um, I, you know, recently I, I reminded that we called, we had a launching team. Tuvimos un equipo de lanzamiento that we called the legacy team. El equipo de legacy, right? right? It was the legacy team. And there was um, a group of us, éramos un grupo que ayudó a lanzar la iglesia, it's a team that launched the church. And for those of you who remember uh, that were there from day one, we started in the backyard, empezamos eh, atrás de la casa de mis papás. It was about 14 of us, éramos 14. And what we were doing is we were praying together, estábamos orando, and we were dreaming of what a church could look like. Estábamos soñando de cómo se pudiera ver una iglesia. And at that time, Um, I knew that God called us to plant a bilingual and multi-generational church. Yo sé que Dios nos, en ese momento nos me había llamado a plantar una iglesia bilingüe y multigeneracional. Um, and the reason why is because I believe that God was calling Eden Church to become a bridge. Que Dios nos estaba llamando a Eden a ser un puente entre generación, in between generations, but also in between language. Entre el lenguaje, where we can step in the gap, donde como iglesia podemos pararnos en la brecha y ser ese puente para que generaciones puedan venir a conocer a Jesús. So that generations can come and find Jesus. And so, we felt called to plant a bilingual. The reason why you see us here, you see Tito acá esforzándose, singing in Spanish and English. Por la razón por la cual ves acá tiro arrifándose en español e inglés. The reason why your boys out here like trying to translate himself. Uh, the reason, la razón por la cual Nani me traduce. The reason why Nani translates me, right? Um, is because we really believe that God's called us to plant a bilingual, multi-generational church. Porque creemos que Dios nos ha llamado a plantar una iglesia bilingüe y multigeneracional. And so... We knew that God called us to plant a bilingual multi-generational church, but we didn't have a name. No teníamos un nombre. Eventually, we came across Eden. Llegamos al nombre Eden. 
Um, and I, I'm just, just reminding you, right? Um, the word Eden, what it means, it means uh, a, a, a place, a moment, presence, an open door, and delightful. Eh, Eden se refiere a cinco cosas. Lugar, momento, presencia, puerta abierta, y deleitoso. Eden habla del lugar en la tierra donde la presencia de Dios es una puerta abierta al cielo, un lugar deleitoso. And so Eden speaks of this place on earth where the presence of God is an open door to heaven, a delightful place. And so here at Eden, aquí en Eden, nosotros queremos crear un espacio donde las personas puedan experimentar la presencia de Dios y no religión. Here at Eden, we want to create a space where people can experience the presence of Jesus and not religion. And so when we came across the name of Eden, we're like, man, that's the name. And then it's el nombre. And so um, we knew we wanted to plant a bilingual, multi-generational church. We knew the name was Eden. Now, the problem is we didn't have a location. No teníamos un local. Um, with time, eventually God opened the doors for us to meet here at the bar. Dios nos dio, eh, abrió las puertas para reunirnos aquí en el bar. And uh, we really believed that God had called us to be a light in a dark world. Nosotros creemos que Dios nos llamó a ser una luz en un mundo oscuro. To be, to be a city on a hill, ser una ciudad en una montaña, right? He called us to be the salt of the world, ser la sal del mundo. But that was going to require a church to step into spaces that uh, people normally don't step into. Eso iba a requerir que como iglesia nosotros entráramos a lugares donde gente normalmente no entra, right? Because God was calling us as Eden to be a bridge, ser un puente, right? To be a bridge for people that don't know Jesus to find Jesus. Ser un puente donde personas que no conocen a Jesús pueden venir y encontrar a Jesús. Um, and it's just been awesome. Um, we've seen people come to church that um, found out there was a church because they, they've been here to the bar before. Hemos podido ver a personas venir a la iglesia porque ellos han venido al bar antes y se dieron cuenta que es una iglesia, right? And so, um, during this next season, esta siguiente temporada, um, as a church leaders, como líderes de iglesia, uh, we started praying and asking God if it was time for us to relocate. Eh, estábamos orando y preguntándole a Dios si era el tiempo para movernos. Uh, we were looking at a school, estamos viendo una escuela. Uh, we were also in contact with a nonprofit organization. Estábamos con, en contacto con una, una organización nonprofit. And we were trying to really figure out if that's where God was moving us to. And yesterday I was talking to Sir, ayer estaba hablando con Sir, and I was telling him, bro, I feel like um, we were looking to move. We were, we, we, like, estábamos pensando en movernos, right? Uh, we wanted to move, but what we didn't realize, lo que no nos habíamos dado cuenta, is that um, what we think now is that God really wanted to move our hearts. Que Dios quería más que nada mover nuestros corazones. We were so focused on, man, we're, we're going to be moving. Once we move, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Estamos pensando, vamos a movernos. Cuando nos movamos, vamos a hacer esto, vamos a hacer aquello. And we really felt in our hearts that God was asking us to stay planted. Que nos quedáramos plantados. Now, um, as a church, we're also committed to uh, being a multi-generational church. Siendo una iglesia multigeneracional. Que eso implica cambios. That implicates change, right? And with those changes comes growth. Con esos cambios vienen crecimientos. And so, there's going to be quite a bit of changes that I think are um, a positive change for the church. That I think are going to bring us and align us to the reason why 
we started a church. Yo creo que estos cambios nos van a traer y nos van a alinear eh, a, a, y, y traernos al propósito por el cual empezamos a ir en church. And so the first one, uh, there's a couple, right? So uh, the first one is that um, as a church, we are going to be staying here um, at stages. Como iglesia, si nos vamos a quedar aquí en stages, uh, we're committed to seeing the lost come to Jesus. Estamos comprometidos a ver que a los perdidos encontrar a Jesús. We want to be a home for humanity. As Jonathan Sanchez was saying, we want to be the kind of church that prepares a table. Queremos ser el tipo de iglesia que prepara la mesa para que pecadores vengan y encuentren un lugar. Right? There's room at our table. Hay espacio en nuestra mesa. And so as a church, um, we decided that um, God's calling us to be planted here in this, uh, you know, a, a corner intersection and be a light of hope, ser una luz en la oscuridad, be the kind of church that steps into places that um, other churches aren't willing to step into. And so we're going to be that kind of church. Vamos a ese tipo de iglesia. And so the first, that's the first thing. The second um, is that beginning September the 3rd, empezando septiembre 3, um, we're going to be switching the time of our service. Um, vamos a cambiar el tiempo de nuestro servicio. And so beginning September 3rd, we're going to be moving our service to 10 a.m. A las 10 de la mañana. And the reason for that, la razón por la cual estamos cambiándolo a las 10, um, es porque queremos alcanzar a familias. We want to reach families. And so we want to make sure that all our families are out of here before lunchtime. Queremos que todas nuestras familias salgan de aquí antes del tiempo de lunche. And also we want to give families more time to have more family time. Queremos que, que familias tengan más tiempo para tener tiempo de familia. And so it's going to allow us to be out of here by 11.30. Y nos va a dejar que salgamos como a las once y media. So that after that you guys can spend time with your family para que puedan pasar tiempo con su familia. And so um, beginning September 3rd, and we're going to be posting this on social media as well. Eh, empezando septiembre 3, we're going to be moving our service to 10 a.m. And I think it's an amazing change because it also allows us um, to... Um, reach families, and with reaching families, um, as a church and church leaders, we've set people in certain roles. Hemos puesto a personas en ciertos roles que nos van a ayudar a poder alcanzar la misión de nuestra iglesia. It's going to help us reach the mission of our church. And so, um, one of the goals that we want to do is this year is a reach um, a total of uh, by December 75 uh, consistent people. Queremos tener a 75 personas consistentes acá en Eden, and most of which would be families, que sean familias. And so with that, um, as you know, Alex, uh, a.k.a. Sir, uh, El Sir and Lulu, are going to be stepping into an important role here at the church. They're going to be stepping into a family pastoral role. And so, yeah, let's give it up. Um, and so what they're going to be doing, lo que ellos van a estar haciendo, is they're going to be overseeing everything that has to do with families. So they're going to be overseeing kids. They're going to be overseeing a premarital if you want to get married. If te quieres casar, those are your guys right there. Um, um, also, for our young married couple, I know we had a paint night, right? Um, Alex and Lou are going to be overseeing that. And it's just an amazing opportunity where we have uh, people we can pinpoint um, if people need help within their family, uh, marriage, um, you know, we can direct them to Alex and Lulu. Also, um, that's the first change. Also, the second one, um, as a church, we want to reach people. Queremos alcanzar a los perdidos. With that, um, my, my dad, Carlos, uh, I don't know why I said it, Carlos. Huh? Uh, mi papá and my mom, um, 
Lorena. Damn, I never call you Lorena. Sheesh. Um, they're going to be stepping into um, leading outreach ministry. Lo que es nuestro ministerio de alcance. And so what we want to do this year is we want to adopt an apartment complex here in Santa Ana. Lo que queremos hacer es adoptar un, uh, un complejo de apartamentos aquí en Santa Ana where we can just really invest into this apartment complex donde podamos invertir en este apartamento. Um, next year we want to give backpacks for kids. We want to have a Thanksgiving meal for this apartment complex. As a church, we also, um, I need to go bilingual, como iglesia, eh, queremos uh, traer como mochilas para los niños, eh, queremos hacer como una cena para Thanksgiving, we want to get uh, gifts for kids for Christmas, tener regalos para los niños para Navidad. And so my parents are going to be leading um, everything that has to do with reaching, todo lo que tiene que ver con alcance. And there's a lot of opportunities um, for us to reach our city. Hay muchas oportunidades en el cual nosotros podemos eh, alcanzar a nuestra ciudad. Also, um, with that, they're going to be leading um, prayer team. Van a empezar, vamos a empezar un, un grupo de oración, right? Jesus said, my house is a house of what? Prayer. prayer. And so, we believe that prayer is so important. Queremos que la oración es muy importante. And so, beginning in September, um, we're going to be having uh, a prayer um, Thursdays mornings, Thursday mornings, los jueves en la mañana. And so, my mom's going to be leading that. And so, um, I know some of you work, but for those of you that maybe stay-at-home moms or you have the day off, um, I encourage you to be a part of prayer. We believe that prayer is powerful. Creemos que la oración es poderosa. Also, as a church, como iglesia, on Sundays, um, we want to have a team that can pray for you. Queremos tener un equipo que pueda orar contigo y por ti. So, if you maybe you're going through something, tal vez estás pasando por algo, um, we want to have people available to pray for you and pray with you, para orar por ti y orar contigo, with your family. And so um, that's amazing opportunity that's going to be happening. Um, and then with my mom transitioning out of eating kids, um, as you guys know, my mom helped us when we launched the church. Mi mamá nos ayudó cuando lanzamos la iglesia a estar con eating kids. Um, with eating kids, because my mom is transitioning out of kids and into outreach, um, como mi mamá está trans transicionando de kids a outreach, um, Kayla is going to be stepping into leading us with kids. Um, and we really believe that God's going to use her in that area. Queremos que Dios la va a usar en esa área. She's studying to become a teacher. Está estudiando para UCLA, right? Let's go. And so, ella está estudiando para ser una maestra. And so, um, we really believe that this is an amazing opportunity for her to grow, para crecer. And as a church, your boy's going to have a kid, you know? So, you got to make sure we spot on with kids, you know what I mean? And so, you better believe your boy's going to be like, yo, what are we doing in here, right? <laughs> um, and so, um, amazing things happening with kids. Queremos crear un espacio más mejor para los niños aquí. Um, also, um, we want to create a space for mothers to nurture their kids. Queremos crear un espacio para que las mamás puedan nutrir, darle de comer a sus hijos. You know what I mean? And so we want to create a little space as well here for that. So that's what we're going to be looking into doing this year um, as a church. Now, um, with that, I do ask for you, si te pido que nos ayudes a orar, that you help us pray, because we believe that this year um, God wants to take the church to another level of not only intimacy with him, no solo intimidad con él y, y, y ser seguidores de Jesús, but I believe that, that God wants to grow his church. Yo creo que Dios quiere crecer su iglesia. And I just, um, I, I ask of you, te pido que, 
que ores por nosotros as a church to pray for Nani and myself, que ores por Nani, por mí, um, you know, um, that we can stay strong, stay faithful. Um, we want to be here for the long run. Queremos estar aquí, you know, 30 years of ministry, being faithful. And so we ask that you, um, we ask that you pray for us, pray for the church, ores por nosotros, ores por la iglesia. But also, um, we can't do this without your help. No podemos hacer esto sin, sin tu apoyo. Um, for those of you who have already been generous uh, here at Eden, we want to say thank you. Para los que han sido generosos acá con Eden, gracias. Without your generosity, we wouldn't be able to almost reach year two. And so we want to say thank you. Let's get up for all the people that have been generous here at Eden. Generosity is one of the ways you can partner with us. But also another way that you can partner with us, otra manera en el cual tú puedes ser parte de lo que Dios está haciendo aquí, is by getting plugged into a team. Es involucrarte más en un equipo. After our gathering, después de nuestra reunión, in la parte de atrás at our welcome table, um, there's going to be a little QR code and a description of all the teams we have here at the church. Ahí va a haber un barcode que tú puedes escanear con tu teléfono y la descripción de todos los equipos aquí en la iglesia. And so if you want to be a part of what God's doing here at Eden, si tú quieres ser parte de lo que Dios está haciendo aquí en Eden, um, I encourage you to go to um, the table after the service um, and see how you can be a part of what God's doing here at our church. The very last thing, la última cosa, um, and this is really exciting as well, um, because we're doing this series called This is Home, esta serie que es titulada Esta es Casa, right? Um, we believe that um, in this season God is calling us for this to be our home. Amen. Dios sí nos está llamando en esta temporada para que esto sea nuestra casa. And so we're doing that, as y'all know, I don't know about you, but I grew up in a house Saturday mornings. You hear the music and you know it's cleaning time. Yeah. Ah, you know what I mean? Saturday mornings, escuchas la música, ah, limpiar. You know, my mom nos ponía limpiar los sábados, right? And so, um, what we're going to be doing, uh, for those of you who are willing and wanting to, para los que quieren y ser parte de esto, um, el sábado que entra next Saturday, Saturday morning, um, we're going to be meeting here. Vamos a estar reuniéndonos aquí el sábado en la mañana. We're going to be cleaning up this space. Vamos a estar limpiando. Um, there's some projects we have for outside um, that we want to do. Hay proyectos que queremos hacer afuera. And also, uh, maybe you're not like, like, you're not like your boy. You're, maybe you're like your boy that you're like, you weren't you're like called to be a carpenter. <laughs> um, you like shopping, you know, you know what I mean, right? It's another topic. But anyways, um, maybe you're like, man, you know, I want to help. Yo quiero ser parte, pero I don't know if I, I have it in me to like, you know, be like helping and doing all that stuff. You can come as well. Tú puedes venir igualmente porque also while some of us are going to be here at the church working, mientras que algunos de nosotros vamos a estar trabajando aquí el sábado, my mom and the team are going to be going out to just outreach and invite people and talk to people. And so um, there's different ways you can get plugged in next Saturday, whether it's being here physically and helping out, si es estar aquí y ayudando, or if it's going out with my mom and the team, o salir con mi mamá con el equipo a evangelizar to evangelize and just outreach and just let people know that there's a church here that loves them. Que hay una iglesia aquí que los ama and is, has the doors wide open for them to hear the message of hope para escuchar un mensaje de esperanza. Would you guys pray with me? Um, with, would you guys stand on your feet real quick? Vamos a orar and the, the worship team can join me. El sábado nos vamos a ver a las 8 de la mañana. Saturday we're going to be here at 8 in the morning. We want to get everybody out of here before 12. So, um, if you guys join me, um, we're going to go ahead and pray. 
I know today was a lot of information. Yo sé que hoy fue mucha información, but um, I believe that God, God is in control and God's been leading us. And so, um, let me go ahead and pray.